0: Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Matthew six twenty-five to 34 Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So this passage used to make me so angry. Don't worry about your life? What what does that even mean? How could Jesus ask us to not worry about food and clothing when there are so many people experiencing homelessness and poverty? The passage seemed to me to be an irresponsible way to approach a crowd of people, many of which were poor and downtrodden by no fault of their own. But I think the places in scripture where we have the most trouble, the things that call out the most passionate disagreement in us, are the places where God wants to do a work in our lives and our world. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that the anger or disappointment we feel is wrong or misguided. In fact, based on historical context, those feelings may just be justified. But throughout the Bible, Jesus is calling his people forward asking them to shift their perspective of the world and how it works and step into something new and life-giving. And in that, we can find ourselves being called forward as well. So as I began to work through this passage, I started looking for the perspective shifts that Jesus was asking of his audience. And I think I found three things. One, a shift from self-sufficiency to humility. Two, a shift from anxiety to trust. And three, a shift from enslavement to freedom. In order to fully understand this passage, we have to take a couple steps back and look at the verses around it. Verses 25-34 to are a part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, where we get some of His most famous teachings. Throughout chapter 6, He talks about prayer, fasting, charity, money, and then in the verses we read about worry. A trend that I found throughout the chapter was that Jesus is calling out people who take these good things and corrupt them by making it about themselves. Either by praying really loudly and only doing it when other people can see them, by fasting and making a huge deal about it, by trumpeting through the streets every time they did something to help someone, and by identifying themselves by what they had and what they had acquired. When Jesus says, even the birds and the plants are taken care of by God, so how much more does he care about us? He's pointing out that the birds and plants don't do anything. They don't labor or spin or sow or reap, he says. They did nothing to deserve what they have. It's God who provided them a way to survive. Jesus is saying it's not about how you're blessed. It's about where that blessing actually comes from and how you hold it. When we assume a posture that thanks God for what we have, we're less likely to focus on what we lack and be consumed by what we lack. And this is a relevant message to people of all economic statuses. Growing up in an extremely poor neighborhood, my family didn't have access to hot water or heat. If we wanted a hot bath, we had to use the electric stove and heat up a pot of water and lug that sucker up the stairs to the tub. It would have been so simple and I think justified for me to stress over it and to complain about it. But my dad spent every single day thanking God for our family, for our health, for the roof over our head. His posture made me forget everything we didn't have because everything we did have was a blessing from God. Jesus is reminding his audience that if they focus on what they can do for themselves, if they're entirely self-sufficient, they will always be disappointed. There will always be something they can't make or gain or have. Self-sufficiency is a fast track to shame and feelings of inadequacy. But humility and thankfulness to God are the paths to joy. It's not about what you have. It's about how you hold it. The second shift I found was from anxiety to trust. When Jesus talks about worry, he isn't talking about planning or anticipating. So to not worry about where your food or clothes comes from is not an order to wait hungry and naked in a field for God to magically give you what you need. Rather, he's saying, do what you have to do. You know, he understands. He says, God knows what you need. Be responsible with what you have and tomorrow I'll be with you just like I'm with you today. Trust that even when things are tough, and yes, things will get tough. He says today has enough troubles of its own. He says it's not um it's not like he's going to leave us tomorrow. We have to trust that he's still gonna be there for us. Leo Biscaglia is famous for saying, Worry doesn't rob tomorrow of its sorrow. It robs today of its joy. To worry is to spend all your mental energy and emotional energy on tomorrow before today is even over. Jesus says we can't add even one day on our life by worrying. Nothing is gained from it. It just eats away at our present moment. So believe that no matter your situation, that you're not in it alone, that God can and will and has provided for you. And that's a big one, remembering that he has provided for us in the past and trusting that he will continue to do that for us. And finally, I see a shift from enslavement to freedom. In the verses right before these, Jesus tells his audience that they can't serve two masters. We have to choose whether material possessions or God is going to be the Lord of our lives. And 625, the verses we read starts with, therefore I tell you, Do not worry about your life. And then he goes on to talk about God's righteousness and the ways that we don't worry. So I think what we need to draw here is a connection between these verses and the verses about masters and about not having two of them. The term master probably brings up thoughts of slavery. I know it does for me. And I think what Jesus is saying is that it's very easy to be enslaved by material possessions. So therefore, seek God. If you give yourself entirely over to God, these things can no longer have a hold in your life. If you want freedom from the anxiety and constant pressure to be upwardly mobile, seek after God. When you take a posture of humility with your blessings, trust in God to be with and for you, and seek righteousness, nothing can enslave you. Enslavement To be a slave is to be owned. If we seek after God first, we are unownable by this world. We are first and foremost identified as children of God before we're a specific class, before we're a title or our debt or a citizen to a country. We are children of God. And these perspective shifts aren't easy. Sometimes worrying and anxiety is the only thing that makes sense to our bodies and in our context, right? But freedom has always been a process. You have to practice it until it becomes a habit. A couple practical steps I think we can take is to just begin and end our days with prayer, even if it's an incredibly short one. By bookending your days with prayer and orienting yourselves towards God, you deliver a message to your brain, to yourself, to the world about who the Lord of your life is. And the second practical way that I find lies in kind of my contention with the verses in the first place. When it comes to people who have less than we do, who maybe have to worry and are anxious, justifiably so, about how they're going to eat and live and exist tomorrow. And I think what we can do there practically is to sacrifice for them. By relinquishing the things that we have and by giving to other people... We begin to move away from that enslavement that material possessions can have on us. Because suddenly, it's about the joy and the health of other people. Thanks, family. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn, and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.